Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019 and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, this is Manjula Narayan, National Books Editor, Hindustan Times, and this is the Books and Authors Podcast. It's a weekly podcast where I speak to authors who've got a new book out. Hi, so today I have with me Saz Agarwal, who's edited and curated Sindhi Tapestry Reflections on the Sindhi Identity and Anthology. Hi, Saz. Hi, Manjula. Right, so Saz, you know, I I know you've been working on, um, you know, Sindhi um, heritage, culture issues for a while now. And your previous books have also been, I mean, previous two books at least. No, have been on yeah. Sindhi, on Sindhi culture. So, uh, you know, talk about for people who don't know, talk about how you came to 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 edit and curate this book of essays, which is very interesting. Thanks, Manjula. So I actually, well, I'm a writer. I've been a writer since a very young age. And for the, for the last several years, I kind of started specializing in working with people to um, help them write their memoirs. So um, at some point, I um, decided to do this a, a, a mini project with my mom, who was a Sindhi, and she was born in Sindh, and uh, she was 13 years old when partition took place. Hmm. And uh, then, you know, she married my dad, who's a South Indian, and so I grew up in the South and lived a lot of time in Bombay and did not really have much connection with uh, being Sindhi. I didn't know anything about it, actually. Although I lived with my Sindhi grandparents for a few years, but, you know, even they were not very uh, kind of wedded to their traditions or anything like that. And nobody would talk, nobody ever talked about it. So there was no kind of consciousness of, uh, you know, uh, of Sindh or of what they'd left or anything like that. Hmm. But so when I told my mom to tell me about what life had been like before partition, during partition and after partition in her hmm. hometown of Hyderabad, Sindh, I was really amazed that she remembered so much. She remembered so much. She remembered dates. She remembered names. And my grandfather was a lawyer. So she remembered some of his high profile cases. And that gave me a little glimpse into um, something, you know, a little bit of history or um a piece of life that I had never imagined. I found it really very interesting. And, um, you know, it, it also had links to who we are today, which uh, I, I felt that 
we none of us know these things we should all know them and that's why i started writing and talking and thinking about uh, about being sindhi and i found it mm-hmm. extremely interesting so this is it's been about 8 years now i knew nothing then i was i still feel that i don't know much because every time i interview someone i learn something new every time i read a new book uh you know there's so much more and this it's a very heterogeneous community and the whole complexity of what happened is tremendous you know it, it's like aftershock after aftershock hmm and it's really why i found this book of essays interesting is because not just essays also uh, like this poetry as well why i found it interesting is that you know you also included uh, accounts of what happened to sindh after the hindus left which i found very interesting i never thought about that side of things yeah so you know when we think of sindhis we uh, can only think of hindu sindhis because for us all the sindhis are hindu and um, that's why they had to leave at the time of partition mm. so i remember the first time i saw pakistani sindhis and uh, you know they were dressed uh wearing uh, shalwar kurta and they were in, a, in you know it, we were at a wedding in pune and there was this group of four men very clearly from pakistan and they were speaking in sindhi and i was like oh my god how come and that's when the penny dropped and i realized that well the hindus left because they were a minority and you know the sindhis of sindh are actually muslims so that was my first uh, you know i opened up and it's the, the problem is the border is so tight it came down so hard so violently that that separation became you know so um so severe which it never was before and this i realized after visiting sindh and after meeting people from there who still mourn that you know a part of their community was torn away forcefully and they're still mourning which the hindus are not you know the hindus they felt they 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 felt betrayed they felt bitter they moved on they didn't look back whereas the sindhis in sindh they are still mourning even though a generation has passed they the people there are not the ones whose friends disappeared but uh, you know they've come they've grown up with stories and they've also grown up with their synth being populated by people from outside and their synth being colonized in terms of language and culture so you know they also lost uh, a lot and i felt that this book because the reason the reason why you know it it was actually during the lockdown and it actually started with an essay written by shraddha shahani about her grandmother's kadi mm-hmm. and such a lovely piece and uh, you know there was some of us talking about it and ritesh uttam chandani who is a journalist and a photographer he said you know we should have a collection of such pieces from young people mm-hmm. so i thought that's a really great idea but when i started actually collecting i realized that what i wanted to do was have a collection for people made for young people not just by young people but especially for young sindhis to understand who they are and where they came from now i get a lot of this hmm. uh you know i get a, i get emails and letters from people who've read my stuff 
and saying that, uh, you know, I read your book and it made me feel whole and, you know, things like that, which are very gratifying because it's uh, what I'm writing about is taking people to a space which has been neglected or which is suddenly bringing, bringing them to understand something that they hadn't understood before. And I just thought that, you know, I can't do it all on my own, but if I reach out to others who have been also thinking about their identity in different ways and who are articulate mm-hmm. enough to share their thoughts and insights and, of course, their experiences also, um, you know, it might, it would be, and I, I'm really so, uh, I was gratified with the quality of what came in. You know, I reached out, I started sending out emails and calling people. Hmm. And I got all these things and they kept coming in and each one is so good. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy about that. Each one has a different message. Some of them are partition memories, a few of them are. So I, I also felt that, you know, we talk about when we talk about recently, it's just something that has happened recently. In the last few years, we've started talking about partition. I know hmm. this when I started writing which was eight years ago, people were still telling me, oh, no, don't start that again. You know, as if when when I'm saying that this happened, the trains will be full of dead bodies again. But now partition is out in the open. People are talking about it. And I felt that for us at this moment, we should move on beyond that because so much has happened since then. There's been a lot of integration. And before the integration, there's been a lot of um, you know, rebuilding, adjusting, compromising, um, working hard, making use of opportunities. And the younger the younger generation has seen so much of sacrifice from, you know, their elders. And then their younger generation is now in a position where they're so totally disconnected from the past. And they may be ready to uh, try and understand what it was about. All these people like who, who have been writing, but also people who we haven't read before. So, uh, you know, I found that interesting. Was it difficult to do this? Um, actually, because I'm so immersed in this space, it was it happened very, very logically, very organically. Hmm. Uh, a lot of the people who have written are writers in their uh, daily life anyway mm-hmm. uh, you know many of them are academics and some of them are journalists some of them are in advertising what was a real surprise to me was the atul khatri um <laughs> the atul khatri essay i found that really good and it was uh, you know and it was illuminating as well so you know atul is actually a very proud sindhi And Mm. I didn't, uh, you know, I asked a friend who knows him to connect me and he was very responsive. I've been a fan of his. So anyway, when I spoke to him, he Mm. um, was happy enough to talk. Okay, so I should also say that some of these, uh, quite a few of these essays, maybe 10 or 12 of them, they are based on interviews that I did with these people. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, we spoke for at length and then I, I wrote it down and then passed it back to them and, you know, made, made sure that it came, it was exactly what they wanted to say. Okay. So um, technically they are written by me, but I would still say that they are their essays because it was exactly what they told me and maybe just expressed using their voice. I mean, that's something that I do. That's what I specialize in actually, mm. uh, in talking to 
people and drawing them out and, you know, structuring their thoughts and uh, writing on their behalf. Hmm. So, yeah, Atul, uh, Atul was lovely. I really enjoyed that. I had no idea that he came from such a very strongly uh, traditional family because, you know, when you see him on stage, you kind of assume that he uh, is from a, a more, uh, you know, non-conservative family. Yes. But of course, he were, uh, therefore, he did have all these influences around him, which he mentions in his essay. Hmm. He also mentions about how I think Sindhis are, uh, you know, I'm not saying that we don't have a, a funny side, but, you know, what I really like is that you can spot them a mile off with their white shiny suits. And, yes. you know, he, he does like, though he's so proudly Sindhi, he's not at all, uh, you know, being being a funny guy, he's quite happy to make you know, to look at the funny side of Cindy's and he says, Yeah, Cindy's laugh at themselves, that's good. And I, I didn't I didn't know that Cindy's drank their whiskey half water and half soda, which I learned from you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually don't know enough about Cindy's to claim that as a <laughs> standard. <laughs> and I think it might be just some Cindy's who do it. Yeah. Hmm. I actually know lots of Cindy's who won't you know who prefer malt and you know you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> this black label. <laughs> this is the essay I think by Zulfikar Ali Kalhoro, which is really interesting on this, um, which explains the Jule Lal, also known as Sheikh Tahir. You know, I mean, I, I grew up around a lot of Sindhis. I mean, because I was you know I grew up in Kolaba, so there were a lot of Sindhis there, yeah. and I remember. Seeing Julelal everywhere in their homes. Right. So talk about that. And, you know, I, it's only after reading, you know, your books that I made the connection. So talk right. about. So Zulfikar is an amazing person. He's an anthropologist and uh, hmm. he he has done so much extraordinary, um, you know, field work, uh, resurrecting like rock in etchings and, you know, uh, identifying which period they came from, connecting them to the history of that period. And, uh, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of uh, architecture and art in Sindh, which is all in decline. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably true for every part of uh, the subcontinent. But he mm-hmm. has done this amazing thing of documenting so much of it. And he writes a weekly column. He writes a column for the Friday Times. Every Friday, he has a fabulous piece on some part of uh, architecture or art hmm. somewhere in the in uh, Pakistan. And a lot oh. of his work is out of Sindh. Oh, so okay. I was very lucky that, uh, you know, he, what we did is he, uh, I went through a lot of his Friday Times articles and pulled out stuff from there. And then patched it together okay. and then he, uh, you know, just checked to see that everything was okay. And he sent me photos and he's so good with photos. He has the most fabulous photos and extremely generous with them. Okay. So great. So even as, even the uh, the the piece on Lal Shabazz Kalandar, you know, these are really illuminating and, you know. Yeah. So the thing is that we don't know these things, you know, Julie Lal is taken as an icon. And it is actually, in a way, after partition construct. So, you know, having this history and understanding the linkages 
because when you hear it uh, 70 years later the same story has taken on these communal overtones which mm. uh, it may not actually have started with so it's quite interesting how you know even a, this simple concept can evolve the way it has and actually mm. you know i can't even because things keep changing you don't know what's going to happen next you know in another 10 years when you talk about identity yes everything changes like when you're before partition you're a sindhi after yeah. partition you're a hindu or you're a muslim yeah. you know so that yeah. the the focal point of your identity when it changes and when there's some big political movement happening it's mm. very very complicated but uh, the thing that i realized one of the biggest things i realized while while working on this book was how much history has been distorted and not even deliberately maybe to an extent just uh, you know as a matter of course but for example the hindus who left most of them left without their documents most of them left you know even if they did bring something uh mm. it was not really something of value to the next generation so even okay. people most of the family which even the few families which had photos and uh documents they were not uh they were not preserved mm. most of them just thrown out so very few such documents mm. remain and at the same time in pakistan mm-hmm. there was you know things were just, the the names were changed the statues were beheaded there was this whole scale uh wholesale change changing of things so new people came in and uh, the, the the cities uh, you know mm. whether it was karachi or whether it was hyderabad whether it was shikarpur whether it was sakkar mm. the original i mean the founders and the builders of the main institutions mm. in those places they were largely hindus and those people have completely lost their place in mm. history so there's no connection you know people mm-hmm. don't don't even know their names they don't even understand this mm-hmm. and now i've seen mm-hmm. this in uh, pakistan in uh, uh, conferences seminars workshops in pakistan also there are people who are saying but hey you know this was built by so and so and those names have just been forgotten but yeah that's also part of the uh, identity issues that sindhis face that their past is just dissolved it's you know not acknowledged that was saaz agarwal talking about sindhi tapestry reflections on the sindhi identity and anthology it's a book she's edited and curated this was a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast hd smartcast I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Bosa, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising April on your favorite podcast app. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners and more, all built to last. 
No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.